Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 107 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. We are so glad that you've decided to join us on the path this week. Um, Derek, we're at kind of this um, crossroads moment for us. We're finishing up this section of the book of Revelation, um, which is exciting. Um, And uh, as you said uh, yesterday, we're going to finish this thing up this fall, which is nice. But we're going to take a little bit of a break, kind of an extended break uh, from Revelation for about 10 weeks or so, uh, leading up to Easter and after Easter, just looking um, at Jesus, which we'll talk about that next week. But um, but today, let, let's talk about this um, this kind of it, it's a it's a great uh, if you, if we were making a movie of the Book of Revelation, this is a great cliffhanger moment, mm-hmm. um, chapter fifteen of Revelation. And so, maybe walk us through really quick, kind of what happens there, uh, just to remind us, and then uh, we'll we'll camp out in a couple of places. Yeah, John has uh, another vision, and you know, we we want to make these linear. I didn't talk about this yesterday much, but we talked about it in the past visions. Uh, we want to make it linear. We don't know that for certain. Yeah. Um, but what this is is a prelude mm-hmm. to, or a preparation, you may say, to uh, the seven bold judgments being enacted. So uh, there, there's some thought uh, that these are. Um, Sequential, you know that you you got the the uh, scrolls, the the trumpets, the the bowls. Yeah. They're all separate uh, kind of things. Some believe they are just new ways to say the same thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. So, re- regardless, the judgment of God is about to be enacted. Yeah. So you have this moment of prelude, and kind of this moment of um, of this picturesque scene um, mm-hmm. uh, in heaven. Um, with, with um, you know the myriads of of people that yeah. are gathered you know up right. in, in, this, in this place. On well, a, and it's fo- it's following the pattern that we've seen all through the Book yeah. of Revelation of heavy reprieve, yeah. really heavy reprieve, yeah. and we're in one of those yeah. reprieves. Yeah, yeah, and so and I think I think it's important. We couched we couched uh, fifteen, and it's this is how John Jesus through John. Mm-hmm. Um, how it's meant to be done, but it is couched in the middle of. The, it's almost like this parallel scene yeah. of um, Exodus 15, which is just after the Israelites are rescued yeah. from the evil one, uh, the uh, Pharaoh and his armies mm-hmm. um, crossing the Red Sea. So yeah. they sing a song, and here we have the, the myriads of mm-hmm. of people who. Gained victory over the beast is what it says, yeah. um, and they sing the song of God's servant Moses yeah. and the song of the Lamb. So it's right. it's kind of this it's it's meant to show you this is familiar. There's something to look at to contrast this with and understand. So we did that. We we looked at it in light of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got you've got plagues. Uh, you only got seven coming. You know, coming. Uh, you got, but you got plagues. You got a sea of glass mirrors the mm-hmm. Red Sea, uh, and you got a group of gathering you know, those gathering uh, like those who who sang to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you know we looked at that um, passage uh, in light of that. But but what you see is that you're meant to see this idea of deliverance, mm-hmm. right? This um, just as. <clears throat> God delivered the people of Israel from Pharaoh's hand right. by allowing them to walk through the, the Red Sea and then the Red Sea closing on the army of Pharaoh. Um, 
you're meant to see, and Moses being that deliverer um, for those people, you're meant to see this scene in heaven being Christ, the Lamb, delivering his people from the beast, delivering his people from you know, the dragon and his right. kingdom. And, and, and it even mentions the, the beast number and, and mm-hmm. all these things that these folks had victory over and won, won that victory. So yeah. we, we looked at it in that light of you know, deliverance, that we have a deliverer in Christ. Right. Uh, he is a better Moses. He is a uh, complete um, uh, deliverer. He yeah. delivers in completeness. Um, so... Uh, that was kind of the idea that we saw, you know, we see in this passage. Uh, mm-hmm. And then then you get back and realize that God is going to enact his judgment, just as he did yeah. in Egypt on the evil one, Pharaoh, that mm-hmm. represents, you know, was a re- in a way, as um, Moses was a representative head for the people of God, you know, Pharaoh was a representative head for the, the enemy, the, yeah. the satanic kingdom or whatever. So, and it was de- defeated then. And ultimately, yeah. will be defeated in this scene whenever that you know uh, takes place. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's great. Um, so we we talked about yesterday about how um, Jesus delivers his people from the bond from bondage to evil. Yeah. Um, and we know that Scripture tells us that over and over again uh, that Jesus is our deliverer, our savior, um, and yet we have we have the reality of the world around us. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe talk to us for a second. One of, one of the things that you said yesterday was that we are not promised no hardship. We're promised that we will one day ultimately be delivered. So what would you say to the person who says, well, but I've believed in Jesus, but my life is still in shambles. Like it's still really hard. Um, so how, how do we live in that tension of Jesus is my deliverer, but I don't feel like I'm being delivered at this moment. So yeah. what, what would you say to that? Well, number one, I think, you know, the kingdom of Jesus is a kingdom that is already but not yet, right? So yeah. there is an essence in to which we are delivered from evil. Mm-hmm. There's also a sense in that which we will, you know, we are being delivered and we will be fully delivered, yeah. right? It's kind of how we've used it was a key for me to unlock a lot of revelation. It's like, right. this has happened, this is happening, and it will happen as well. Right. Well, the same thing is of our, of, of our deliverance. Yeah. Um, you know, Christ accomplishing what he did on the cross and solidifying it by <clears throat> rising from the dead and defeating death, hell, and the grave has accomplished a deliverance for us mm-hmm. you know, once and for all. But it will be finally realized in this particular moment to this complete extent in a similar way that you know if you use the example of the israelites you know they were in bondage for 400 years right um that bondage only amplified Mm -hmm. more and more and more and then god sends moses on the scene and begins to enact this you know situation where they are delivered out of the the evil uh clutches ultimately so Mm -hmm. god all along was at work bringing about things um you know, in the perfect timing of those kind of things and ultimately brought about that deliverance. Well, the same thing is, is true for us. Christ has accomplished our deliverance. Yeah. Um, but we still must endure while we're here on the earth the, the consequences that are all around us. Um, yeah. Scripture tells us that rain falls on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just as 
a part of living in the world. Uh, I'm reminded of a couple of scriptures that Paul helps various believers mm-hmm. to understand. Yeah. Number one, first, you know, First Corinthians or First Thessalonians four, um, uh, what what Jesus uh, or what uh, Paul tells us in that passage is that, um, you know, we don't we don't grieve like the rest of the world grieves. Mm-hmm. We don't grieve like people with no hope is what it says. It's yeah. talking about people who had passed away and in our grief, you know, saints that had passed away. Yeah. But it says that we don't we don't grieve like we don't have any hope. Well, that's this balance, right, that we mm-hmm. have. We have hope for the future because we know Christ once <clears throat> and for all will bring us into eternal glory with him yeah. to, to, to rule and reign. Um, he's the the head he's the but we are joint heirs with him and so we uh, get those promises yeah but um you know currently we live in this kingdom too you know that right. that is battling uh, against this kingdom of of darkness that that surrounds us at mm-hmm. this time yeah um when we kind of started this series that was uh, i leaned heavily on um uh, a book by Daryl Johnson called Discipleship on the Edge, and he he's talking about you know uh, those seven churches and how they faced yeah. you know um, how they were discipling each other in the midst of you know far greater turmoil than what we face, yeah. um, and that's a lot of what this is all about. And and he describes it as the crunch between the two clashing kingdoms. Yeah, so we're going to get caught in the crunch, you right. know. And that's that's what that's what's true. That's that's the life that we live. We we understand that. You know there will be hardships. There will be times of plenty and great greatness too. But it it doesn't negate who Jesus is and what He's done. Right. I'm reminded of what Paul said in Second uh, Corinthians four, where he tells us in uh, verse seventeen and eighteen, he says, "For our momentary light affliction is producing for us." an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. Mm. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Yeah. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that's yeah. the thing is like, we as Christians, we as those who know Christ and have his death and resurrection covering our uh, lives, covering our, our sin and covering who we are and identifying with that, our hope is not in this earth and what what we might get yeah. here. Our hope is an eternal glory. It's an eternal understanding of what God provides and and gives us as an option. So, yeah. you know, it's it's you know, Scripture helps us to understand in other places too what what this looks like. The First Thessalonians passage I mentioned earlier, First Thessalonians four. Uh, 13, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For we, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again in the same way through Jesus, God will bring those who have fallen asleep. Um, for we say this to you from the word of the Lord, we who are still alive at the Lord's coming will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself we descend from heaven with a shout and with the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God and with the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, 
We call up together with them in the class to meet the Lord in the air, so that we will always be with the Lord. We will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The idea that we don't have to grieve those mm-hmm. who've gone on because they are going to be the Lord, just as we are going to be with the Lord. Like mm-hmm. we have that promise right. that when this moment comes, mm-hmm. we'll all be with Him because of His death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah. Resurrection gives us hope that we have eternity to be be mindful of and thoughtful of. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. eternity is on our hearts now, right? Eternity is mm-hmm. not just something we will once like attain. Yeah. It's already, but not yet. Like yeah. the kingdom of God is already in our lives, but there's an aspect that's to come as well. Right. And so we live in that understanding uh, yeah. and it helps us to get through the things and the afflictions that we go, go, you know, go through yeah. in our lives. Yeah. I, I, that's great. I appreciate that. I think that, um, I think one of the things that's difficult is that, um, the word of God is not the only voice that we hear, yeah. uh, here on earth. Um, because there, there are those that, those that would call themselves Christians that would say that if we're experiencing any kind of difficulty, then it's, it's a problem on us. We don't have enough faith or, or we're not right with God and everything, and and that we should expect as as Christians to live in the land of plenty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the you know the real the rub against that is that that's not what Scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not what the Bible teaches. Um, in fact, I, I love the words of, of Paul just as you were talking. Um, Philippians chapter three, uh, starting in verse seven, he says, "But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ." Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that's a, I think that's a real good perspective for us to grab a hold of is that um, if, you know, one, one of the things that, that, uh, that we learn from Scripture is that if we want to identify with Christ in his resurrection, we also have to identify with him in his crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And that um, that was a difficult situation for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even says, like in the Garden of Gethsemane, God, if there's any other way, let's take mm-hmm. that path, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but not my will, but yours be done. And mm-hmm. so I think that um, for me, as just in a real practical sense, what it looks like to live in this, um, you know, we, we have been redeemed and yet we're also being redeemed and we one day ultimately will be redeemed by Christ. Um, that it's this molding process that we go through. And, you know, we, we love to, um, we love to quote the passages that say, you know, like as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, or, um, you know, mold me into your, your image, Lord. And, and, the, I think we we don't have a good picture of what it looks like when iron sharpens iron. That's mm-hmm. not a real like smooth fun it's, process, it's right? A lot of friction. There's a lot of yeah. friction. There's sparks. There's hammering, molding. There's heat and yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When when you know all you can think of a million different illustrations. Yeah. When when the when the sculptor sculpts mm-hmm. a, a beautiful um, statue, there's hammering and mm-hmm. chipping that takes place, and that's not fun. Um, not that the marble has feelings, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. Um, well, I mean, even Jesus' <laughs> example of the vine and yeah, absolutely. the pruning away of various things so that other things can grow. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. it's all, you know, associated with pain. But it's it's realistic. That's the absolutely. thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what you're talking about is, you know, deemed sometimes the prosperity gospel, well, really all the time, but the yeah. prosperity gospel. Yeah. 
that will will teach you know you know um, you know name it claim it you you got to yeah. have faith you know all these kind of things right. and that if you are suffering hardship you know it's just not realistic because no. life's not that way no and we give people a false hope right we give people a false hope because you know they think something's wrong with them or whatever you know i think it's much more true to life to understand that, yeah, there's going to be a light momentary affliction, but that's not where we place our hope. Exactly. Yeah. It's all really, it's really just a perspective change, mm-hmm. right? It's really the 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 slight turn of a dial in our lives to say, you know what, this this earth is not my home. Yeah. Like whether or not I have prosperity or uh, uh, health or yeah. you know whatever or on, destitution. Yeah, you know, on whatever the earth, it is. Yeah does not change my status yeah. in God's kingdom. It does not change who I am in Christ and what Christ has done for me and what he has accomplished for me for eternity. Yeah. And now, man, I am uh, eternally rich. Yeah. Because right. I'm the heir. I'm a joint heir with Christ. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever uh whatever Christ has is mine in him, not because of I that I've done anything. So, you know, um and and those things are a part of what I get even now, but mm-hmm. I will get to have them more fully too. The Bible says Ephesians, uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians, we're currently seated in heavenly places yeah. with Christ. So we we already are in Him eternally, yeah. and uh, the recipient of His riches and, and greatness. But that's heavenly riches, right? Not uh, um, uh, an earthly thing. You know, there's another passage that says. You know, uh, if we gather where rust and moth and and rot will destroy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but don't treasure up our uh, um, don't store up store up our treasures mm-hmm. in heaven. Yeah, we do we do so vainly. Right. You know, if we're only evaluating our spiritual life based on what we can do here on this earth and yeah. what is given to us here, the blessings that we have here. Yeah. And do not consider the eternal riches that in Christ that await us. Yeah. We've tuned our hearts and minds in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah, as a as a believer, how incredibly short-sighted that yeah. is to think that this is all that there is when when the entire testimony of scripture is that what we're what we experience here is just a blip on the yeah. radar of eternity. Yeah. Uh, and yet we place so much value mm-hmm. on what's happening here on this earth. Well, a scripture yeah. tells us that life is a vapor. Yeah. So you're one moment and gone the next. Yeah. And man, the older I get, the more true I under- sure. understand that, realize that. Yeah. That, yeah, it's just, yeah, it just is a breath. Yeah. And uh, and we're here and then we're gone. Right. Even if we live to a hundred and something years old, like it's still just a blip yep. on the radar of what, you know, exist and, and you know, time and, and time to come and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly Yeah, it's right. just our, what we focus on is not what we get here yeah. or don't get here or the affliction that we have here. Our focus is on the, on yeah. the cross and what Christ accomplished for us. <clears throat> yeah. And that, and that's, Ultimately. I think it's an important, an important point to make is that that's not to make light of our difficulties here. Like, no. It it is difficult. Like mm-hmm. that, like, we're not denying that life is difficult. Oh, yeah. But but when we're able to raise our gaze from right here at this really difficult situation to there at Jesus and say, "Oh, yeah, this stinks. I don't like this, but 
it really, in the grand scheme of things, is no, mm-hmm. is nothing compared to what's up there. Yeah, it's nothing compared to that. Yeah, so, and I think that's what Paul was trying to get yes, at. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense. In a kind of a, a just a real life thing right now, you know, like I've for almost a year been going to CrossFit, right? Yeah, and it's like torture every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every time I go, but it gets easier because you know you you you're looking toward a goal that is beyond the pain of the moment right yeah. mm-hmm. and that's how that's the only way i can do it is to say i'm doing this so i can be healthier so i can be better suited for life with my kids you mm-hmm. know uh, you know we we want to be uh, the kind of grandparents that can just go everywhere you know and you know that we're not you know our daughter's only 12 but right. yeah but still yeah. in the grand scheme of things you got life is a vapor yeah well, you're doing things now to prepare for, yeah. you know, 20 years down the road or yeah. whatever. Um, so, but it's easier to endure the pain when you have something that you yeah. are looking toward. Yeah. And it's the same, I mean, it's, that's a minuscule compared to this. But yeah, it's sure, easy it's to endure the difficulties yeah. when you realize that's this is not the point. The point is Christ. Yeah. The point is the future. The point is eternity. Yeah. And uh, I can endure this. And uh, what, you know, what is it? Oh, Christ be magnified. What's you, you'll know the you'll be mm-hmm. better at remembering the bridge than me right off with, without any preparation. Yeah. But I love that bridge. And um, it's you know, if I need to be the way I'm close to you, Christ, mm-hmm. is to buy is by. Being afflicted as you were, that's right. Yeah, I'll take it. If the cross brings transformation, then I'll be crucified with you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's that phrase in a nutshell is what we, yeah, how we've been delivered, the hope that we have. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to endure hardship. It yes. just means deliverance is on our lips. Deliverance is on mm-hmm. in our hearts. We understand that, and that's what leads the these people in this moment to sing yeah they they sing man this wonderful you know, worship song mm, to the lord yeah lord god the uh, great and awe-inspiring are your works lord god the almighty just and true are your ways king of the nations lord who who will not fear and glorify your name mm-hmm. for you alone are holy all the nations will come and worship before you because your righteous acts have been revealed it's mm-hmm. just basically saying jesus you're awesome yeah you're amazing and my lips yeah. sing it because I know what deliverance tastes like. Yeah, mm, that's good. So, yeah, I love I love verse four there where he says he it, like the song asked the question who who would not glorify yeah. you? Yeah, it when once we see you who yes. would not that, do that? Man? Yeah, like yeah, um, it, it it reminds me of the the passages of like uh, in Isaiah. Have you not heard? Have you not seen yeah. the Lord? Yeah, and and um and and it's just that when when God reveals Himself to us. It, it does make everything else. I, I'm reminded of the hymn, when we turn our eyes upon Jesus, the things of this world grow scarcely dim yeah. in the light of his glory and yeah. grace. And and that includes every bit of hardship that we yeah. might face. Mm-hmm. The things that we face on this earth, they grow very dim when we focus our eyes on yeah. Jesus. And that's just a, that's a beautiful reminder yeah. today, I think. So That's awesome. All right, well, um, we're going to switch gears. So we'll press pause on the book of Revelation for a little while. Um, And next week, we're going to start a new series um, called Person of Interest, Mm -hmm. looking at why Jesus is still important in a world that says he's not. Yeah. And um, and I'm really excited about this this study to be able to just, I think sometimes, you know, we talk, 
we talk all around Jesus and we know he's there and not that not that revelation has been fantastic because it has but just taking 10 weeks to just look at Jesus I yeah. think is going to be really good and um, so I'm excited about that but here's what we'll turn it over to you um, what is it in your life that has shown you that God is delivering you how have you as Derek just said tasted deliverance and and we would love to know that um i think that we can we could run across the spectrum of ways that we've experienced that in our lives as as believers here on earth uh, but we'd love to hear about that we'd love for you to email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life or um if you if you have our phone numbers just call us or text us we would love to know as, as your pastors um it's so encouraging to get texts from people that that we get to lead and say man I noticed God at work in my life like this this week. Mm-hmm. That is like, it doesn't get much better than that. Like that's yeah. you. We are we are succeeding as pastors when we get to hear that. Not that we had anything to do with it, but that just that we get to be a part of it is yeah. is incredible. So we'd love to hear. Email us or you can comment right on this YouTube video. Any questions you might have, you can find us in the same ways. We'd love to talk to you about that. But until next time, I'm Jason. I'm Derek, and we hope that you will join us on the path as we continue next time.